This is Unfilter, episode 44 for April 1st, 2013. If North Korea had any doubt that the U.S. would defend its ally South Korea, this rare show of force should end it. The two massive B-2s soared 6,500 miles from Missouri to drop dummy weapons on a bombing range west of South Korea and less than 50 miles from the North Korean border and then flew back to the U.S. It was the first time the U.S. military has confirmed a B-2 practice mission, but the message was clear. The U.S. says the stealth bombers were not meant to ratchet up the tension with North Korea, but that is exactly what has happened. This week's episode of Unfilter. This past weekend, the rhetoric coming from North Korea reached new levels of concern, prompting the U.S. to respond with a show of force. We'll take a look at the real risks from North Korea and their possible motivations, plus how the outrageous Montesanto Protection Act got signed into law this week without any debate, and an update on the situation in Cyprus. Then it's a little bit of good news, your feedback, and much, much more on this week's episode of Unfilter. And welcome again to another episode of Unfilter, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news that you really should be paying attention to. My name is Chase, and joining me every week, as always, is the lovely, talented, and handsome Chris. Hey there, Mr. Chase, and guess what? This is April Fool's, and, and we're not fooling you. We're actually doing a show. That's right, and we're not, I don't, as far as I know, no April Fool's stories in this week's episode. I honestly, you know, in looking at the rundown, I wish some of these stories yeah. were April Fools. <laughs> no I really wish they were, because <laughs> and I gotta I mean, be honest. Uh, you know what? Uh, the last story of the uh, one of the last stories of the week. Uh, I'm gonna put it to the chat room. We're gonna find out. It might be an April Fool's story. Might be. I, I tried to do my best, but this one was particularly hard to verify. Well, if anybody knows, Google knows. So that's oh, what I think. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I I smell a little joke there, Chase. That's right. You like that? Yeah, you like that. All right, so we got to just come clean up front. All right, we're 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 doing this on a Monday night. We wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, we're not. This is this is really uh, Wednesday? Wednesday, the the third. No, we uh, we decided to do this week's episode on Monday, so that way we could do next week's episode on Wednesday. And I know that's confusing. I'm very confused. I'm now. sorry. It's actually your fault. It is my fault. <laughs> you're going. It's totally my. I'm going, going out of town. I'm, I'm going to the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. That's, that's right. right. And we didn't want to miss a week. No, no. And and I'll tell everybody what's going on at the end of the show. I don't want to distract people. From what's really wow. important. All right. That's a nice tease, too, actually. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Well, why don't we start with what's been dubbed the Montesanto Protection Act? And it's got a lot of people riled up. In fact, we've gotten a lot of emails and me in. too. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 Well, we don't like Monsanto. No. I'm going to be honest. This show has is sort of just be up in front. We're not big fans of Monsanto. And we've got a lot of emails about this. A lot of people are upset. They want to know why we haven't talked about this. So if you're not familiar with the Monsanto Protection Act, 
Let's start from the very beginning. It's Friday, March 29th, 4 p.m. in Washington. You like that nice electrical buzz there? It's Friday! Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't even get me started on her. All right. I, don't wanna, I just don't want to be mean. I was trying not to be technical. But, but, but listen yeah. to this. Listen to the sound quality. Yeah. DC, I'm Megan Lopez, and you are watching. Is RT. that an electrical nose? Yeah. Dude, they got noise in their mic. Wait, lines. that was their noise? That's their noise. That's, did you hear it now? It, no, but it sounds like a, you know one of those really high power electrical power lines that go like close Dude, to your house. Dude, it sounds like they have buzz? mic cables running over fluorescent lights. <laughs> well, it was supposed to be a temporary budget. No, I got it. Bill. It's neon. It's like a Miller sign. It's <laughs> it's on right now. Oh, Dude, I love the idea that the RT News Department it's has a Miller, a Miller sign. sign. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's Miller time. <laughs> that would curb threats of a government shutdown and fund the country for the next six months. President Obama signed House Resolution 933 into law on Tuesday, but hidden within the text of this budget bill is a section critics are calling the Monsanto Protection Act. This section actually protects the biotech industry from being sued. The farmer's assurance provision takes away the federal court's right to halt the sale and use of generic, genetically modified seed crops regardless of public health concerns. Okay, so now, that... <clears throat> that sounds okay. bad. That sounds that sounds bad. So this is uh, in specific reference to HR nine thirty three continuing resolutions, which was oh, this is where people are really upset. This was in, this was rolled into a spending bill, okay, to kind of keep the government going. So this was the big spending bill that you know yep. everybody was very happy right. that they were all able to agree upon and and make happen. Buried within seventy eight pages of this bill, Chase exists yeah. the provision. According to this report, grossly protects biotech corporations such as the Mons, the Missouri-based Monsanto company, from litigation. So what? now, wait, oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. What? This is a spending bill. Spending bill. Chase. This was this is for our government spending budget thing. Of course, got to keep things running. What does this have to do with that? Well, how does this even get into the bill? Hmm. Well, let's see what this little uh, little bitty does. And maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe after we listen to this clip, it'll make sense to you. Maybe I'll get more educated. Yeah. Maybe, it'll, maybe like, oh, that makes why. I'm ready why. to become indoctrinated. Okay. All right, let's, let's do it. With this provision, even if the court tells the USDA you have introduced a genetically modified crop illegally and you must stop and introduce a proper evaluation of the environmental impact, this measure tells the USDA that they are mandatory, that they're required to go ahead and allow farmers to plant it and wave their fingers, so to speak, uh, at the courts. So it actually dismembers the normal balances of power and checks and balances between the courts and the executive branch. All right, so this is eviscerating checks and balances. Essentially what it's doing is it's saying that while something is uh, in a certain process, a lawsuit can't be brought against Monsanto or other GMO creators suing them for damages, you know, health damages or crop damages or something like that. And if you follow the money, it seems pretty damn insidious. Now, one of the major proponents for this bill was actually Senator Roy Blunt. He, the New York Daily News actually reported that this uh, Missouri, Missouri uh, senator actually worked with Monsanto to craft Section 735, which is his Monsanto Protection Act. Here's a few other CD things that I was able to dig up about him. 
Get ready, Chase. This this stuff doesn't sound so good. Um, First of all, he's a ranking member of appropriations subcommittees on agriculture, rural development, and also the Food and Drug Administration. He also received $64,250 from Monsanto uh, for campaign committee uh, for his campaign committee between 2008 and 2011. That's according to the Center for Res- uh, Responsive Politics, and that actually makes him the largest party recipient of Monsanto funding as of late. I'm running out of dinger here, Chase. I'm running out of dinger, okay? So he's got the largest recipient now. Now, to make things worse, to get people really, really riled up here, not only that, the bill, which should affect agriculture, didn't go through normal channels. I think yes and no. Uh, This did not go through the normal uh, committees for the Judicial Committee or the Agricultural Committee, and it should have because it really eviscerates the checks and balances of the government and is probably unconstitutional. In fact, even Secretary Vilsack's office mentioned in a response to the press that he's going to check with the Judicial Branch because it may be unconstitutional. This was done in the Appropriations Committee kind of as an end around. So that shows that the entire mechanism of government has been hijacked. And it explains why some of the senators and congressmen didn't necessarily know it at the time because it didn't go through normal channels. All right, Chase. So there you go. It didn't go through normal channels, right? So this is sounding pretty bad. Here's the thing. Okay. It's bad and it's good. So it's one of these things where, <clears throat> okay. Here's I'm about what I, ready to go off. Here's so one you more better, thing. You better talk me down here. Here's one more thing I don't like about it. Uh, section 735 was an, was a, attached as an anonymous writer to the spending bill. So you don't even actually have any particular responsible party attached with it. So lots of shady stuff here through and through. But here's the reality is while this – I think there's a lot of arguments with it. This provision – it basically just codifies existing USDA practices and elements of the 2010 Supreme Court ruling that lower courts should not automatically prohibit the planting of biotech crop variety, varieties or harvest and the sale of biotech crops already planted and their commercial approval if their commercial approval is revoked for procedural reasons. So what it is essentially saying is if your authorization to sell a particular type of seed or crop is revoked due to procedural court rulings during the time that those procedural court rulings are working themselves out uh-huh. while everybody's getting all the legal stuff figured out, right? you can't sue Monsanto or whoever it is for damages as a result of the stuff that's still trying to be determined. Okay, so... Clarify this for me, Chris. All right, sir. Why all the secrecy? Why the sneaking in of this? Or maybe we're just uh, we're being soaked in. Uh, we're being uh, duped by by Russia today and others into thinking that this is a bigger deal deal than it is. Is this more conspiracy based? Because now that you've explained it to me in a logical manner, so maybe I shouldn't be getting that mad. Well, here's how here's how Monsanto and other companies look at it. Uh, Section 735 of the Senate Appropriations Bill contains language to provide some predictability and assurance to farmers who plant biotech crops that have already been uh, deregulated by the USDA. And what's cri- okay? So let's what's critical about this sentence. Mm-hmm. Is so this are the retailers of these seeds that are campaigning lawmakers to push legislation that essentially protects their customers and themselves and their distributors and their resellers during other ongoing legal litigation and things like that. Okay. Now, how this was pushed through and where it was attached are inappropriate. 
Absolutely. And I do believe there is absolutely valid reason to have that conversation about how it was about, went about anonymous writers to an appropriations bill that just silently pass through and go right to Obama's desk. That shouldn't happen. Well, all I all I have is just one thing to say. Uh-oh, Chase. I think it might... You know what really grinds my gears? Is that you have an entire state. What is this guy from Missouri? Yeah. Okay. First off, I understand the people voted him in in Missouri. Absolutely. Probably because to support the agriculture and to support Monsanto. So you can't go after the voters because they're going to blindly put this guy in office because they, they want this kind of thing to happen. Sure. Okay. Sure. So where do you put the responsibility? You put it on the actual members of Congress here. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and the thing is, the reason why they're turning a blind eye here is because they're doing the same exact things in their district yeah. by listening oh, to sure. their special interests. Oh, yeah. and, and what happens is everybody's looking out for themselves, but they don't look at the big picture. Well, here. and isn't this just one of those perfect things where it doesn't really hurt consumers and it, it's in the best interest of the of their company, a.k.a. the donors, uh, a.k.a. the people who but are getting exactly them into office? It's like the this problem. perfect... That's exactly the problem yeah. here. Yeah. Well, um, I, I I think there I think what it is is there's a lot of fear around GMO foods. I mean, let's 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 zoom out. What we're really discussing here is how GMO and and GMO related um, research, uh, consumer health studies, uh, labeling, all of these things are really hot button issues with consumers, and that's really what uh, what Russia today, what everybody is playing on, is the yeah. sensitivity around that particular topic. And the problem is, is by avoiding this conversation, by even though even though some of the some of the stuff that went into this bill has been in the public domain since 2010 and been available. Just because it's available in the public domain doesn't mean it's going to actually get looked at. Well, the worst the worst thing is you have to dig so deep into bills to yeah. see something that is anonymous, well, and I'm, you don't even know what you're and, looking and, for. And, and, and this guy made the this guy made the argument that we just played the clip from. He's the guy. He's written some a few books on Monsanto. He would yeah. say, you know, the members of Congress didn't know to even look for this because that kind of crap shouldn't be in an appropriate in an appropriations bill. No, it shouldn't be. So it's. Yeah. And of course, nobody really except for Russia Today is talking about it. So they get to dominate the conversation because CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and NBC and ABC are all avoiding this topic in CBS. None of them are talking about it. No. RT gets to dominate the conversation. And again, that's their bad. That's the mainstream media's bad. And that's just like because we're all trying to avoid this conversation that we need to have. Is it avoiding it or intentionally ignoring it? That makes yeah, that's that's. I, I tend to think it's the latter, just because of who owns every. You know, that's, every, yeah, makes you wonder. And yeah. yeah, what what's that? What's that? You have a oh, no, that was it. So you can you oh, can and look. that people is what grinds my gears. Tom? I forgot. I forgot we had a closing on that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Tom? Well, uh, Tom? yeah. Speaking of the mainstream media and what it chooses to ignore or focus on, uh, we've played a clip before from uh, Team Coco, the Conan O'Brien show. Yes, uh, he uh, he had a little observation here. In consumer news, economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny step this year. Economic factors. 
factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's death this year. Economic factors may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors oh. may take some spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this year. Economic factors may take some of the spring out of the Easter Bunny's step this oh. year. Economic factors may take the spring out of the step of the Easter Bunny. Hey, uh, I don't. Uh, just this is just in in the uh, uh, the Jupiter Broadcasting newsroom. Yeah, uh, economic. Uh, oh man, I just screwed it. Up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Spring step bunny. I know it's this year. So listen, uh, <laughs> this is that what we just played is why everybody's here tonight. Yep. Right? Isn't yep. that why everybody's That's here right, tonight? Because we're hearing the same thing. Everywhere. We're so freaking tired of it. And let's be honest, we're too smart to buy it anymore. No, I, I, I just don't buy it. No, and that's why we. That's why we created the Unfilter Show. And I want to say thank you to the two sponsors. Now, these two new supporters we've got. Now, these two supporters, and I do consider them sponsors because that we have them in lieu of sponsors. Uh, we, now, this is because we're only doing this on a Monday. But maybe we'll get some more chase. Uh, you never know. But I just wanted to say thank you to Kashar. What do you say? K- K- Kasher, Kasher K, uh, and Jason, who G, who wrote in and uh, or, or who subscribed, and now Chase, they're going to get the unfiltered newsletter newsletter every single week. When we send that out after every episode, is that a ding? Is that dingable? Ding. Yeah, I could. Do you want me to ding? Yeah, I think it's a yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, so they get, you get the uh, newsletter, and okay. you also get the supporter show, which includes a bunch of stuff that doesn't make it into the show. Pre-clips. Uh, you told a nice little personal story about pinball today, which was really interesting. That's another ding. That was okay. There, there you go. go. That yeah. was in the pre-show today. And so if you are an Unfiltered supporter, uh, we have links in the show notes. We're doing thirteen thirty-three a month. What? What? Yeah, thirteen thirty-three a month because guess what? That's what quality media production costs if you can't blast it out to millions of people and put crappy ads in it. It just actually costs real money. We're trying to get 133 of you. We've As of today, we've got... Whoa. Oh, hi sorry. there, Chase. Hi. hi there, buddy. As of today, we've got 60. <laughs> Chase just got a little friendly with the feet. That's right. We've yeah. got 60 of you helping us out with $13.33 a month or somewhere in there. we got a few of it. $7.99. We're trying to get to 133. 133. And then once we do that, we finance one day of Unfilters production. Yep. Think about this. What this means is Unfilter is sponsored by you. We answer to you, so we don't have to worry about what we say. We don't have to worry about what we do. I can I can make fart noises if I want during this. Like, if this was an ad spot, I couldn't make that fart noise. Well, you might be able yeah, to. Yeah, that's true. I totally It could. depends on the yeah, sponsor. It does. Chris. You're right. You're right. But I don't have to worry about it. That's I don't even have to figure correct. I don't have to ask that question. You're right. But really, honestly, it also means we don't look at the numbers. We just look at making sure that the show's paying for itself, and then we go ahead with our mission to unfilter what's really going on out there. And I think this week, yeah. it's a Monday night, but we're going we're gonna to use this as an opportunity to deep dive into a particular topic coming up. And I think, right. I think this is, again, we're going to show some real value here that the show provides. So please, if you've enjoyed the Unfilter show, consider supporting it. Go over to the show notes and click on one of those support links. And we still only got, we only got one Bitcoin donator. Well, right now with Bitcoin well, going crazy. up in value, I can't blame people. I can't. You can't blame people for holding on to that you know Bitcoin. What? If right somebody now. sends in a Bitcoin, they're investing in the show at this. point. That's right. 
until Invest it crashes, the and then they owe us more Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wait, was that a, like a, a news laugh that we just did there? <laughs> Bitcoin. Uh, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chase. So uh, please, everyone, uh, keep the show going. Go over to the show notes and help us help us get to 133. One through three. 133. would be a lot of fun. Five Americans, I, I want to say. I'd you love, should support the Unfiltered Show. I'd love to be an, a grown-up businessman that has his own business who doesn't have projects that he does that cost him money and, and kill his business. So please. Uh, I understand. Please don't make me that guy. Don't help make me him. help do help it. my passion project not kill the network. You need That's to all support. I ask. That's you all. need to support Mr. Chris. I did and, not and I, I did not have I sexual did, relations. I did not. Okay, hold on. I used to be able Come to do on. it. Let me you, see if I can get there. Hold on. You can do it. I did not have. Nope, I can't do it. No. I lost it. No, because he was no. younger back then. My fellow Americans. That's pretty good. Thank That's you. For today. That's for today. It's interesting you do an old tired Bill Clinton. I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't so worry. Uh, before we move on, I need my bottle why don't we do a little. Uh, Oh, that's right, Chase. That crazy music means it's time to ask the chat room one of our crazy questions that we make up on the spot right here, make right it now. Up. Okay, yeah. chat room. This weekend, some big stories were propagated throughout the media across all of the networks. CBS. Big stories. Had some experts in. Experience. CNN had their experts in. Fox News. They all had their experts they in. They all had their experts. Chat room. Were you watching the news? What? What was the big story? Not actually, I, I will take two submissions from two, the chat room. I have two, two submissions. We're going to talk about one here. of them. Okay. There's two correct answers. All right. I will take either one from the chat room. Okay. And I, I'll tell you, even over Easter, as I was sitting with the family chase, I saw this on the TV. All right. So I already you ready? have. You ready? Wait, you ready? Let's roll. All right, Chase. Go. Right, United is saying North Korea. Is Whoa, that correct? Oh, that is absolutely correct. Yes. Wow, Bang, first try. Now, Banks are good. We're going to have a little story about Banks coming up over yes. in Cyprus. We'll have an update. But North Korea, man, did things really, really, really kick up. Ugh. And in case you haven't been following, I've got a quick recap of the most recent North Korea timeline. So we'll start there, and then we'll tell you what's come down the pipe this weekend and why the rhetoric on both sides of the U.S. and North Korea has really stepped up as of this weekend. In February, North Korea carried out an underground nuclear bomb test despite warnings from the international community. That test sparked condemnation and the UN quickly... Now, remember we covered the underground yep. nuke test? Okay. Yep. ...slapped new sanctions on the regime. Pyongyang has responded by scrapping all non-aggression pacts with South Korea, closing that hotline with Seoul and shutting their shared border point. Okay, so closing that hotline is considered to be a pretty big deal. Yeah. But it's also, in a lot of ways, considered it's a symbolic move. So essentially, they have this they have this military hotline where their military generals can call South Korea's military generals. It's like a bat phone. Right. Literally like it's the a bat phone. It's a, literally a red phone. <laughs> I, I actually and want... It's got a it's got a rotary dial on it and everything. Let's say yes. Let's just say yes. <laughs> sure. Okay. And and so what they do, and this isn't the first time they've done this in right. North Korea. Every now and then, they take out the big ceremony scissors and they snip that line. And then eventually, they, they usually take out the soldering iron or maybe yeah, the put, heat. Put the, but yeah, put it right yeah. there. But, but every now and then, they make a big splash and they cut that line. So that's big. The rhetoric has worsened with renewed threats to target U.S. bases. Earlier this week, North Korea said it had ordered artillery and rocket units into combat posture. But few believe North Korea will risk starting an all-out conflict. Oh, snaps. Okay, so snap, snap. they've postured their weapons, Chase. Uh-oh. Let's, uh, let's jump from there now and bring us up to this weekend. Look past the picture of Kim Jong-un. 
putting North Korean rockets on standby. Now, if you haven't seen this yet, picture a power shot of Kim sitting at a desk, signing off some paperwork with a huge map of the United States behind him. Huge map. Beautiful map. Big map with big Korean words on it, okay? Yep. I'm painting the scene for you. Theater of the mind here, Chase. Inside his military command. There's a chart marked U.S. Mainland Strike Plan. Whoa! Yeah, it's on this map. Whoa! Do you know how we know this? Because we can uh, translate? Because these press photos were released by the North Korean government themselves to the uh, media. Oh, so so what you're With, saying, but, but Chris, the North Korean government would never lie about, about something so serious so like this. So imagine Obama, like a month before the strike on the Osama bin Laden compound, yeah. sitting in, in the Oval Office with a big old map behind him saying, bin Laden here. UBL right here, and we're going to go after him. I mean, right, and then releasing <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, yeah. it, right, yeah. Never going to happen. Yeah, but you got to realize this is North Korea, and this is true. Yeah. This is a real map. Yep. And, you know, I mean, they would never, like, say, for example, play video clips in VLC player no, or, or Windows Media or Player. Windows Media Player. They no. would never do that. No, in fact, if you can have a big map behind you, you know what would right. make it even worse if you had the United States up there? What's that? Maybe you target Texas. With missile trails aiming at Hawaii, California, D.C., and for some reason, Austin, Texas. What? It's wishful thinking on Pyongyang's I know what it is. He doesn't, he doesn't like South by Southwest. <laughs> they can't reach the U.S. yet. But tens of thousands of American troops are well within range of a more limited strike. Something short of an all-out attack. I think it's more in the in the sense of North Korea kind of getting right up to the edge, stumbling and then falling over the edge. Former Ambassador <laughs> Chris Hill says the real danger is the North shelling a border. Former Ambassador of South Korea. They don't say that for some Island, reason. Like it did in 2010. Hill says there's a wild card here that worries the U.S. Young, inexperienced Kim Jong-un's desire... All right, <clears throat> just a personal observation. So uh, before we played these clips in today's episode, I've been clipping North Korea clips for a while. Okay, because this has been we we've covered like since yeah. the since the nuke yeah. underground nuke test. Every single week, I've had four or five North Korea clips that I just haven't put in the show. Okay, and in every clip from every network, and you have nothing but my word to go on. But in every single clip, they talk about the young, inexperienced leader. And they refer to him as son or kid. You got to figure that's pissing him off. Yeah. And they just now. So you might. But I thought he doesn't care about the American media. He doesn't care about us. And he doesn't care about America. It, honestly, it feels like elites on the inside that know a dig when they have one and they stick it in there. Now, I don't know. We'll listen to the rest of this clips. They might come up a few times. I just my observation. Or or here's the other flip side. I mean, Chris. he really is young. He's yeah, like 30 he something. Yeah, But here's the other flip side, Chris. What's that? What if the media is doing this? Here, this is a little conspiracy. Oh, I don't have my bacon clip. I know so. you don't have your bacon, but just imagine some nice smelling bacon on a nice frying pan with a little bit of pepper on there. Just just a little pepper, a little thick Canadian bacon That's there. That's nice, Chase. That's nice. Okay, so think about this, Chris. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Think about this. What if the government is telling the media, hey, we do not want our American public to be panicked over what's happening in North Korea. So what we want is you to paint a picture of their leader as inexperienced, as a young little kid who uh, who's you know doesn't have a dad really, anymore. Chase. You never know. Chase. Why would they be playing that meme Chase. so heavily? Be to piss him off. No, no, it's to make us feel like this kid is really inexperienced. 
if anything, it's to make us more scared of how random and, and unpredictable but no, but he is. No, but no one's scared. No one's scared because people are like, oh, this is a stupid little kid. He doesn't know hmm. what he's doing. Well, listen to the rest of these clips, and you tell me if you don't think at the end of it they're trying to scare you. Okay. You tell me. You might be right. Let's All see. Right. All, right. All right. I'll keep an open to mind. prove himself as a leader. Because I think there are many North Koreans who have their doubts about whether this kid is really up to this. Uh, kid. Okay. They just called him a kid, right? Mm-hmm. That, it, come on now, right? So far, Pentagon officials say the North's rhetoric has not been matched by any actual military moves. Now, this is probably what he just said there is the most important little tidbit you're going to get from all of these clips. But it has no foreseeable end game and could go on for a while. North Koreans protested on the streets one day after the U.S. flew I thought they're long- not allowed to do that, by the way. Except for when they're told to. Range stealth bombers on a training run coming within 50 miles of North Korea's border. Some say, although the flights may reassure South Korea of U.S. protection, it could lead to unintended consequences. One, uh, China viewing this as alarming escalation. And the second is that the North Koreans almost receive a validation in terms of their missile development program. So we sent some uh, bomber uh, planes out there, essentially yep. uh, fif- the, 50 did, miles off the coast. There's they come some from islands. Missouri, by the way? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Odd I know. Monsanto world. Now we know. Uh, so <laughs> apparently. Uh, and there's fi- 50 miles off the coast of North Korea. Yeah. Turns out some of our stomping grounds that we're just cool dropping empty bombs on. Yeah, yeah. We could just, uh, well, they are inert bombs. You know why? Why? Because we own the entire world. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> 50 miles off the coast of North Korea, we own that shit. And we can just drop empty fucking bombs on that thing. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, some big planes, some really big planes flew 50 miles off the course, the coast of North Korea, and yep. they got upset. You know how upset we would be if that happened to the United States of America? We would already be bombing by now. I'm just saying yeah i'm just i mean i'm just saying i mean but it is a pretty cool show so this, of strength. Is, this is this is the u.s saying shut up kid exactly shut right? up and now okay but maybe you know we got to do a little justification maybe get the uh, money money pump pumping mm-hmm. so uh let's let's uh let's amp things up maybe they've got a secret weapon in, de- in under development that we don't know about and then has learned the u.s has recently stepped up surveillance using aircraft radars and satellites already nearby military officials say so far there are no signs of unusual military moves by the north but there is a disturbing new weapons program the kn-08 u.s officials say this missile shown in a north korean military parade last year is now undergoing engine testing all right so you some of you might have seen this this is one of the number one uh shown media images it's this picture of the it, – it looks just like something right out of the Soviet Russia days of the Cold War yeah. where there was a big missile strapped to the back of a truck and they had it running through and, and they have a parade going to look at our weapons. That's what she's talking about. If you haven't seen this, go Google image it. It's, it's powerful. It's a three-stage ballistic missile with a potential 3,000-mile range. hey it's not as far as the rocket North Korea recently launched, which could hit Alaska or Hawaii. But what makes this so dangerous to the U.S., the North Koreans can drive the KN-08 around on a truck launcher. Yeah. Or they have one, and they're driving it around. They would hide a bunch of these in an underground bunker. 
I'm assuming. In a garage and uh, possibly under cover of darkness. You see, I got to fill a lot of airtime. Under cover of darkness. They would all uh, leave the garage and start driving around at random. Because I'm just saying, I mean, it's, dri- it's dri- possible if they had a lot of them. Of course, I don't know. Driving and within a few hours, you could have a really hard time figuring out where they had all gotten off to. It's like yeah. chemical weapons in Syria. Stuff. The U.S. believes a recent North Korean satellite launch actually included some testing of KNO-8 components all right this is new but you remember we talked about them yeah. launching a satellite yeah now okay so you got to understand this is barbara star okay barbara barbara star is literally broadcasting from the pentagon office she is inside the pentagon telling wait, you wait you're not telling me chris I, i'm that suggesting I, that she might be getting she might be getting fed information is what i'm suggesting that would never happen that would that would undermine all of the journalistic you don't think that would be integrity. like really no chris oh. that would never happen hmm. chris chris come back to earth here Hmm. We have to trust okay. what the media is telling so us. So Barbara, Barbara says that uh, they 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 believe that some of these new missile components were used in the launch into the satellite. I believe her. And at that test site now, classified U.S. imagery is showing more activity, equipment, electric. I like that it's classified, but yeah, she's talking about it on national television. Electronics yeah. and personnel. Perhaps signs that North Korea is getting ready for yet another missile test. Boom. So North Korea, man, they got a secret missile. They're getting ready for a missile test. And by the way, that thing they launched into orbit, that was testing out missile technology. But you know what else is scary, Chase? What's that, Chris? North Korea just declared that they are in a state of war against South Korea. Well, wait, 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 stop. Stop. No, no. They're, they're the young, the young uh, leader. No. Yeah, the young leader, they, Chase. But they never stopped being at war. Chase, the young leader is declaring it. A broadcaster on North Korean state television announced Saturday that the country has entered into a state of war with South Korea. The statement was from the North Korean government, which threatened military strikes on the U.S. and the South. On Friday, state media reported North Korean leader Kim Jong-un held an emergency meeting and ordered strategic rocket units to be on standby. Saturday's announcement is the latest in a slew of threatening statements from the North, which is angry about U.N. sanctions and U.S. use of B-2 bombers in regional military exercises. North Korea sees those drills as rehearsals for an invasion. So we send out some ships or some planes. I keep calling them, I want to call them boats because they're so big, but they're planes. It's yeah, unbelievable. They're, they're planes. And of course, all this that what he just said there, but it, it, you just figures all that did was sort of revalidate all of the rhetoric. Now imagine. Yeah. Okay, this is going to sound completely ridiculous, but let's just say we're fifty years in the future, and uh, President whoever um, picks somebody, uh, President Bieber, is telling us. Oh God. I know, is warning us about the China threat. And China throw, sends off some, some of whatever their equivalent B-2 bombers are to our coast and drops some empty bombs. You gotta, you gotta believe that would play into their fear machine. Yeah. And they would, that would just, that would just sort of reinforce everything they've been saying. Right? Now, should I direct people to the, uh, the, the site? It's called Wikipedia. Okay, I've never heard of this. You never heard of this site? No. It's a really, really cool site, Chris. Okay, write I don't this know, down. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, okay. but North Korea and South Korea are still technically at war. Hold on, I'm still writing this down. So, Wiki. They signed an arm armistice. I want to say back in the fifties, fifty six or fifty seven or something like that. Six. Okay. Yeah. So they're they they're still technically at war. 
Okay? That's why there's a DMZ. That's right. why there's a 24-7 stare down. <laughs> That's... Hold on, Chase. Hold on. We're going to play out the fair. Analysts say a full-scale conflict is extremely unlikely, and Kim's threats are instead aimed at drawing Washington into talks. Oh. The international community wants North Korea to end its nuclear program. Oh. Tim McGuire, the Associated Press. Is that what's at play here? No, this is, this is Dennis Rodman. And, you know, when he visited North Korea, you know, Kim Jong-un right. said, hey, hey, I just just tell President Obama, I, I just want a phone call. I, I just want to ha- I just want to talk to him. Uh, so we're going to get into this uh, almost cyclical cycle that North Korea goes into sort of leveraging nuclear power in order to have a, a ha- to, to start discussions. But before we get to there, of course, the U.S. has to respond in kind. So what do we do? We send some F-22s into the region. Now, what is actually adding a little bit? Of, are you familiar with Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan? Oh, absolutely. Do you know? Do you know why the Genesis planet started to break apart? Uh, no. Okay, I don't see, remember. Too. Okay, the problem is Chase is that it, Dr. Marcus and uh, Carol Marcus. See, the problem is they use proto matter. Oh, they use proto matter, Chase, because they 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 needed to kind of just bridge the gaps. Same situation going here. New leaders, these these add proto matter to the situation. So you got you got uh, you got to have you sort of have an annual cycle of rhetoric. You have uh, actual nuclear tests that have happened underground that have happened. You have an actual satellite into space entry that has happened and you have new leaders across the board. It actually is adding a reasonable amount of insecurity around the whole situation okay. this clip explains oh, from overseas more developments now the united states now sending the, okay i love how fast this guy talks and do you notice hold on he says now twice in like two now, seconds now listen listen he says now twice in like two seconds go uh go oh, from overseas more developments now the united states now sending <laughs> advanced <laughs> no no stealth f-22 fighter jets to south korea to join military exercises there this amid rising tensions on the peninsula, North Korea making trouble is nothing new, we know. But Katie McFarland, Fox's national security analyst, here to examine the headlines of today and over right. the weekend. Good morning. This gal is the worst. To Good you. morning. You say every spring is like clock, uh, clockwork. Clockwork. They create a clockwork. North Korea creates a crisis. They're running out of food. Now, you listen. So I've heard this clip a couple of times as I've put this show together. But by listening to this clip a few times... I am 100% convinced this entire conversation is horridly scripted. Their winter stocks are low. They create a crisis. We say, let's negotiate to defuse the crisis. They meet with us. We give them food aid or another aid. The crisis is diffused until next year. This year, I worry it might be different. Why? Three things. One, everybody's got new leadership. This is the new North Korean leader, untested. He's shown he's pretty reckless. He's young. He's, he's never. He look, this guy shouldn't even be playing with matches. This guy oh shouldn't even my be playing God. with matches, Chase. Everybody's playing into this. He's meme. too young. He's like my four-year-old son, Chase. Oh, man. but he's on the verge of getting nuclear Actually, weapons. Actually, Chris, your four-year-old son's a lot brighter. <laughs> yeah, he knows about Yoda. He knows. North Korea has a new leader. South Korea has a hawkish new president. Um, Japan has a hawkish new leader. We have a new Secretary of State, new Secretary of Defense. The Jap- the Chinese have new leadership. Probably more hawkish. Did it sound like she was almost called them the Japs? Well, no, she was going to say the Japanese. I know. The Jap. So everybody is untested in this annual routine and dance that they do. All right, so that's kind of an interesting point. That's true. A new set of players, right? Yep. And so we've sent F-22s, we've sent B-20s. You know what else? Missile destroyers. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Frederica Whitfield in for Brooke Baldwin. Uh, we begin with breaking Here's news Brooke. from the Korean Peninsula, where tensions between the North and South have been steadily on the rise. And now the U.S. is stepping up its military might. CNN has learned the U.S. Navy is moving at least one warship closer to the North Korean coastline. And other warships may be on the way. This comes just a day after the U.S. sent in two stealth bombers to take part in war games with South Korea. All right, so we are B-20s, yeah, F-22s. Wait, Chris, I thought, I, I thought we're, uh, we're on a sequester right now. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I, wasn't it just two weeks ago that we didn't have money? We have to cut air controllers from, from FAA airports all over the country. Mm. And uh, uh, then uh, Janet Napolitano was, you know what? was telling us not to get mad at TSA agents. You, pray, and, you raise a great point. We and, better start closing some schools. CNN's Barbara Starr is live from the Pentagon now. So, Barbara, uh, what are we learning about this latest military maneuver and why now? Well, Frederica, let's regroup a little bit. What we do know is that the U.S. Navy is sending one warship mm -hmm. and okay. a radar. All That's not really that much. And, right? and a radar, what, like radar from MASH radar? Just a radar. And a radar? Just, just something you hold in your hand. It's about, uh, you can hook it up to your iPhone, actually. It's, oh. There's an app for that. Off the coast of North Korea, it will stay all of it in international waters, ready to monitor any North Korean military moves, any North Korean ballistic missile launches. This comes one day after we also have learned that uh, two stealth fighters, F-22 fighters, have landed in South Korea. Part of this very visible... So we landed some fighters in South Korea. Well, you know, it's it's like starting the car after it's been sitting in the garage for a while. These 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 planes have been sitting up in Missouri for a while. Sure. And you got to get them out. Get them on you the know, freeway. Get them on the freeway. That's open all them it up is. a little bit. It's probably yeah. actually when you consider that, you know, and the maintenance cost, they're saving me money as yeah, a Yeah, I mean, it only cost them $2.2 million to fly these planes down there. I mean, it's not like our country right now is bankrupt, basically. It's not, it's not <laughs> like we can't afford to do this. Build up by the United States. Why are they doing it? They're sending a message to North Korea oh, that they what, what are message? ready if there is a North Korean provocation. But ah. is there one? Listen oh. to what the White House had to say just a little while ago. Oh, they're going to tell us there isn't, right? I would note that despite the harsh rhetoric we're hearing from Pyongyang, we are not seeing changes to the North Korean military posture, such as large-scale mobilizations and positioning of forces. Really? Yeah, we're not. So, we're so not seeing that's it. carny. So, and and actually, oh. we're, we're we're what we're seeing is a lot of a lot of noise, but they're not really moving anything. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. If we're not seeing anything, Chris. Uh huh. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. If we're not seeing anything, and nothing bad is happening, and it, all we're all we're getting is a lot of hot air, why are we dropping bombs down there again? Chase, uh, I got uh, I got one simple answer that sums up a lot of reasons. You don't build the the most awesome, badass military that this world has ever seen in the history of its of its entire existence, not to use it from time to time. Where, right? Where's the money? What do you mean, where's the money? Where's the, I thought we were sequester. I thought we are broke. I thought we had to cut to the bone because <clears> we can't afford to do this. Are we pretending like we believe the actual budgets numbers that they use for the military? Or are we not pretending? I can't remember because I, I don't always oh, play wait, the same rules. Oh, wait, is that that question mark on my, on my chart? <laughs> 
that says the death and taxes chart in the question mark where the money's classified. Ex- we don't just know. extra, just extra. Oh, th- wait, this is the stuff that you find in the couch, right? right. In the in the in between the cushions. For, no, but it's government couches, so there's a lot of stuff in those cushions. Oh, I get it. Like seven thousand yeah. dollar toilets, right. ten thousand dollar hammers. You know, you could always just borrow from Social Security. Ah, and you know what? Worst case scenario, guard a few opium but, fields. But Chris, Bob's you know what I want to do? I want to take Social Security and put it in a lockbox. Lockbox? A lockbox. Okay. And I, I want to protect it. Protect it? And then I want to launch the Department of Bacon. <laughs> Homeland Bacon. Home, the Department of Homeland Bacon. All right. So I, I went out and tried to find a very reasonable uh, analysis. And yeah. I thought uh, CBS came through this. All of this stuff is just breaking, like left yeah. and right. Some of the stuff is breaking today. Some of the stuff broke over the weekend. CBS on their Sunday show had a pretty good analysis. I wanted to roll this out as sort of we close the book. The North Korea thing, uh, we're shooting this on Monday. We'll probably have an update in Wednesday show. It's, yeah. Stuff is developing it's pretty developing fast. It's developing that quickly. But I want to leave us on the, on the topic with this analysis from CBS. Christopher Hill is a former U.S. ambassador to South Korea. He took part... Which we heard from in an earlier clip on yeah. CNN. ...part in multinational talks over North Korea in 2005 and joins us tonight from Denver. Hey-o. Ambassador Hill, how much of this do you think is just bluster and how much should we really be concerned? Well, I think we need to be concerned, but obviously this is bluster. I mean, they have done this before. Uh, They do this really every year when we have these exercises. But I think the real concern is not so much that they're going to uh, aim a missile at Waikiki in Hawaii, but rather that there's going to be some miscalculation on the Korean Peninsula or just offshore. And this is this miscalculation statement. If you've been following the news, you've probably heard this term used. Uh, It might be a miscalculation. Barbara Starr uses it. uh, The Fox News clip used it right. uh, uh it could be there could be a miscalculation as in everything is just business as normal however if there's a miscalculation this time well it could set off a powder cake so this is a so he's so while i thought it was a good analysis he's obviously been repeating the main talking point that i heard across all of the networks from the korean peninsula and the north koreans are getting very close to the line and the concern is that they'll stumble over it and into some kind of conflict well, even the russians and chinese have expressed concern that this could in their words get out of control i mean we don't know kim jong-un that and i think the china aspect to this whole story has really yet to be fully understood i i believe china is is more involved than we we know that china has issued a few warnings we know that china has stated that they're worried things could spin out of control but what is China's overall involvement in this, in the financing of North Korea's weapons program and all of those kinds of things? I don't right. feel like that's been fully brought out to light yet, and maybe we just won't know for a while at this point. And well, the, the thing is, it just doesn't sound sexy, Chris. It just doesn't sound exciting. Right. As Proxy opposed to, wars aren't as hot as like big bad guys. And making fun of kids. Right. And their inexperience. Right. You're right. Well, what's the risk of that, do you think? I think there is a lot of concern about how they react to crises. And it's clear the North Koreans are trying to make Kim Jong-un kind of acceptable to the North Korean people yeah. as a real tough make kind of lovable. leader. And like in so doing, bear. I think... Well, I mean, so maybe what if a lot of this is just selling new leader to the people? Well, what if all of this is actually wait. just to make him look like this big badass and justify spending in government programs? What if this is all just a propagate propaganda to his own people, and we're just sort of the mouth? But if, but if that's the, the case, end result of of that. But if that's the case, and they don't, don't they control the media in North Korea? Don't yes. they control the internet in North Korea? Yes. Don't they control every type of way that people get news in North Korea? Yes. So if that's the case, but all they have to do is just wag the dog and lie about it. There's a famous quote where. Where, where where the empire creates it, I don't know the details, but it, 
the empire creates its own reality and by doing something they create the the very boogeyman that they then get to preach against so sort of like we literally created al qaeda that kind of thing you know we literally financed al qaeda we we helped them become this massive terror network to take down the soviet union so then that way we would have indirect you know right. what if yeah. right. what if yeah. by you know we create our own boogeyman now now north korea is creating their own boogeyman and that's us and by uh. the way by the way you know, if you're going to go with the facts, uh, the facts kind of support it. I mean, we are kind of bastards to the rest of the world. That's I, true. I mean, I know that people listening to this show for the first time are, gonna, are probably going to stop listening right then and there. But let's look. Let's look at the 43-week history of this show. And I think it shows that if you don't live in this country, you've basically been screwed by us in some capacity. Yep. yep. We've and if you live in somewhere. this country, man, are you about to get screwed if you're not already being screwed. Right, so Good. I'd sure make a boogeyman out of us, and yeah. and and let's be honest, guys like Alex Jones make their entire living out of making boogeyman's out of us. So what if this is all North Korea is doing this entire time? All of this is is making us out of a boogeyman, and also by the way, getting to leverage that as a part of a, a bargaining chip true. at the world table. That's true. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's play this out. They're going to kind of push the situation right to the limit, and the concern is they'll go over. Could their weapons actually reach us? Uh, you know, they they have done a lot with uh, their missiles, but I think the real threat is in the in the southern part of the Korean Peninsula and also uh, to Japan. I, I think it's yeah. uh, it's going to be, it would be a pretty tough shot to aim something as far as Hawaii. Uh, All right. Ambassador Christopher Hill. Thanks you know, very despite much. what Thank Barbara you. Starr says about the new weapon that's in development and all of that, uh, what I my takeaway is, is. We are in no risk. Yeah. Washington, Hawaii, Alaska, no risk there. Um, uh, really, it's it's worst case scenario Japan, likely scenario South Korea, if if there's going to be something that happens from this. Um, th- here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Either way, we're going to go fight. I mean, if that happens, if if they attack South Korea, we're going to war. Oh yeah. So I mean, it doesn't really matter if if they hit us. I mean, obviously, if they hit the United States of America. Could you imagine the show? I mean, could you imagine if they attacked us? The kind of response they would be decimated. They would be destroyed, right? On every sense of the world. But could you but, imagine if they but, actually attacked but, us? But, but would any would <laughs> any other country would try would try to jump in and get involved at that moment? Like, say, you know, China or Iran to try to jump in there and say, "Hey, we're gonna we got your back here." <laughs> well, I think could it start a World War Three? How does a poor nation that lacks a lot of natural resources develop one of the most rapid programs in in nuclear energy outside the general, you know, normal Western system? Right. How does that happen on their own? They're they're being funded. They're they're it's 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 being you know taken care of by another party. Right. Now, are they just the variable to trying to screw with somebody and that way dist- by distracting America or? Or is it something else entirely? Right. It's, it's it's fascinating to think about. Yeah, it's a big picture to think about. It is. Yeah. It is a very big picture Huge. because there is a very possible reality where China uses that to distract us and to make us spend more money. Make yep. us spend money. And I, it's you know, true. We're spending money with the Muslim. Okay, I don't want to get down. I'm sounding like Glenn Beck. I don't want to go down this road. But anyways, there oh. would be... There would be a benefit. There would be there would be benefits with. Okay, all right. I don't want to go down this road because I, I just listened to a bunch of clips like uh, that. I sound like Glenn Beck, but I will just say that is an extreme. I think reality possibility possibility. Right, and I think that's it's fascinating to think about, even if it's completely conspiracy bacon. 
But either way, if they attack Japan or if they attack uh, South Korea, it's not really going to matter. In the end, we're going to get involved. Yeah. So regardless. No matter what. We'll see what happens. Probably nothing. Yeah. This seems like. Hopefully nothing. According to all of the experts, this happens a lot. Yeah. Well, it's once a year. And and it seems like an opportunity for uh, the new leader to get himself some publicity. Yeah. And a haircut. Yeah. All right, Chase. Well, let's move on to Cyprus. We talked about this last week. Do you. Oh, oh, oh. Chase, let's ask the chat room. Let's do this again. Let's let's spice things up, chat room. What did we say last week during the show that Cyprus citizens who had money in the Bank of Cyprus would have taken out of their account? What was the percentage that we said last week would be taken out of accounts? Chase, do you remember? I remember. You do? Oh, you do remember. Nice. Okay, uh, chat room, do you remember last week, what did we say? How much money would be taken out of the... I, I don't want to say like high deposits, but people had a hundred thousand dollars or above. What was taken out? All right, Chase, are you ready? Do you yeah, think let's you, do it. Right. Let's roll it. J D A F F J D A F. Got it right. Forty. Forty percent. I thought. Wait. Oh yeah, he did right. Right before Webby Wizard. Webby Wizard, and they both got it right. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, turns out. Going to be 60%. And on Saturday, Whoa. the fine print of the bailout was revealed. Oh, and the losses God. are far greater than originally feared. Savers at the Bank of Cyprus will see 37.5% of their deposits, over $130,000, turned into shares. Okay, let's pause there. 37% of your deposit of 100000 actually I think it's like $130,000 or above, okay. gets turned into shares. Okay. 37%. But a further 22.5% of savings would be held by the government until it can satisfy the terms of the EU base. So another 22% after that is then held by the government as they figure this crap out. Oh. That means that savers face potential losses of 60%, with officials warning that the remaining 40% would be placed in a time deposit for six months <laughs> to prevent people drawing out all their savings. Oh Can you believe God. that? How horrible is that? We have more information in the show notes oh, if you guys want to go check that out. But it's repulsive. That is just sickening. And, you know, uh, it's it's interesting because we got an email uh, from somebody in Greece uh, who has uh, got a little bit of a closer view of it, who passed along his thoughts. You have that there? I do. And uh, there are some great thoughts here. This uh, came from Florian. And he said, hey, Chris and Chase, this is Florian from Athens, Greece. I sent you some feedback a few months ago about the whole guns debate. Thanks for reading it. I just finished into the latest episode about Cyprus, and I thought I would send you my feedback once again. This time is much more relevant. First of all, I wanted to comment on why Russia didn't bail out Cyprus. It wasn't pressure from the EU. The former president of Cyprus, Demetrius Christophorus, try to pronounce this one, Chris. Well, all right, I already did it, sorry. Oh, Christophorus? Uh, Christopher Christophorus? No, <laughs> Demetrius Christophorus. Okay, okay. Was uh, begging the Russians for a bailout. Uh, for the last year and a half. Uh, he is a leader of the left-wing party in Cyprus and actually studied in Moscow back in the USSR day. But the Russians did not help him. The reason is really simple. All the Russians that sent their money to Cyprus are trying to avoid taxes in Russia, and they're not Putin's best friends, so the state of Russia couldn't care less or is probably happy they lost their money. Oh, hold on. I'm going to pause right there. Okay. I'm going to fry a little bacon. Okay. I think that's only half true. And I, and now, this just from the outside view, I think maybe he's gotten a little of his local propaganda uh, in it because there's, there's obviously a lot of people who are Putin's friends that also have money in Cyprus. And I think, I don't know if that's entirely true. 
I, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Well, let me skip ahead here because okay. he does right. say this is the most outrageous part of the story, in my opinion. And the reason I believe that this is done is to neither take the Russians' money nor to punish the banks, but it was done in order to tell the other southern countries like Italy and Spain that are starting to complain that, look, guys, you've had it bad, but it could be a lot worse, so shut up and sign your deals. Hmm. I also have a few corrections. The guy that quit was the CEO uh, of Bank of Cyprus is not the Central Bank of Cyprus. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Bank of Cyprus is the largest private bank in Cyprus, right? and its deposits are being cut by 37% by the deal, and that's why he quit. Yeah. Uh, the Yaki- well, okay, hold on. Okay. That's the official reason why he quit. Now, again, see, he said quit, but the statement from the guy said he was fired. Right. Who's right? I don't know. Okay, all right, continue on. And sir. the last part here is the occupied part of Cyprus in the north is kind of what eastern Germany was. So it's not a fun place to live, and it's really hard for Greek Cypriots and Turk Cypriots to go from one side to the other. Hope this wasn't too long and always a fan. Oh, no, it's always great to get that perspective because that's that's just not something we really can innately have like you do. So I, right. I always really appreciate hearing Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Some food for thought. I could be – I completely put myself up for being potentially wrong because I'm just looking at yeah. it from an outsider's perspective. Absolutely. I'm trying to interpret that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got a little good news, Chase. Good news. You ready for that? Yeah. To another case, sniff out this one. Uh, the U.S. <laughs> Supreme Court ruling on now dogs and the use of drug-sniffing dogs. Uh, this ruling comes in the case of a police dog being used to sniff out marijuana near what? the house of a suspect. Oh my God. A Florida court rejected the evidence rejected. saying officers did not have probable cause nope. to use the dog and the U.S. Supreme Court agreed. Yep. So, uh, Avery, is this... Did you hear about this? Yes. You did? Yes. Okay. This is a good thing. I think so, too. Let here, they'll break it down. Please the case me. of, you know, where does your property begin? Where does it end as it pertains to a search warrant? Yeah, I love this case for Drake. <laughs> yeah, I love this too. old and medieval term called curtilage. Nobody knows the term, but what it really is, it's your porch, it's the garden around, and Nino Scalia wrote for the, wrote for the Supreme Court in a five to four decision, very strange combination of liberal and conservative, saying, you know what, unlike a car, when it comes to your home, if a police dog is on your porch that's part of your car, you've got to have probable cause. You have to have a search warrant. Therefore, the conviction was invalidated. A victory, I think, for the Fourth Amendment. Yes, nice, I right? agree with that. Absolutely. I completely agree, too. Because at that point, they're on your property. Amen they're, to that, brother. And they need a search warrant. I pay taxes on that portion they're standing on yeah. where my car's parked. So basically what they didn't say here in the story and what happened was there was a dog, uh, there was a cop with the dog. Right. There was a dog team. And yeah. the dog, you know, the dog sets off signals if it right. detects yeah. any kind of illegal thing. Right. Like if a dog were to smell my truck right now. Right. And he would just sit down. Or, or wag his tail or bark or whatever. What's so creepy about that is if I'm just standing there watching this happen, I don't even know right away that the, that the dog has found something. Right, because the dog has a cue uh, in every dog. But when does he just sits thing. down, like to me, I'm just like, oh, okay, dog's being a good dog. I don't even know. So like, I don't even know to start freaking out yet. Right, exactly. It's so freaking creepy. So what happened is, the, you know, the dog gave the signal, the cop picked up on the signal, and they go, oh, you have drugs, you're under arrest. Right. Well, and it was a, specifically it was like a car parked in the guy's right. driveway. Right, and, and and the thing is that you know obviously humans we can't smell, but we can. But well, the dogs yeah. have a two hundred percent higher sensitivity. Freaking dogs, man! How do they work? Yeah. So so basically, yeah, this is a good thing. This yeah. is this is the Fourth Amendment. 
I agree. All right. I want to just give us a, a let's have a little fun before we get out of here. Yes. Uh, this is the story that I think could be April Fools. We'll ask the chat room after we play the clip. So chat room, arm your, arm your earballs. And then afterwards, we're going to ask you, is this an April Fool's? Chase is going to play some B-roll on the uh, video version so you guys can see it. Take a listen. You, you be we the judge. We soon be able to take a not-so-grounded look at what's going on in space. Russian scientists are planning to build a space observatory right on the moon's surface, beginning with a robot research lab in the near future. Artis Alexei Yaroshevsky reports now from somewhere in the outer limits. It's half a century since Neil Armstrong's giant step ended the race between What's the U.S. This? and USSR to put a man little... on the moon. Like Earth's only him. natural satellite is once again in the spotlight. While America has directed its attention to Mars, Russia's Central Research Institute for Machinery announced the launch, or rather relaunch, of the lunar program. According to the ambitious plan, a Russian spaceship will fly to and circle the moon by 2030. But this promises to be only the beginning, and here is where it gets very interesting. The next step, as the Institute claims, will be the construction of an observatory on the moon. Experts believe Earth's personal space rock is simply the perfect spot from which to research space. So if this idea proves to be a success, expect a laboratory there too. The observatory and the lab may soon be followed by helium mining shafts. And if the moon really holds ice, as scientists believe, this could produce both the water and oxygen, which would make the Earth's satellite inhabitable <laughs> by humans. Hotels with rooftop swimming pools, grocery stores and a hospital. All this could be possible. This would not be easy, of course. Expect some competition from the US and China. But in five, six decades, flying to the moon and back would not be just a line from a song, but a real human holiday option. Okay, Jaru, for a third record time in one single episode, you tell us, is this RG report complete crap? Or actually true. Let's see what they say, Chase. All right, so fact or crap? Fact or crap? Fact or crap? What is it, chat room? You give us the vote. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I, uh, fact or crap, Chase? What do you think? you think it's fact or crap? It's so far-fetched. It's true. You think so? Absolutely. So RT featuring this report, showing off their new green screen set, which was pretty impressive. It was pretty cool. And they're like, and it's RT state funded from Russia. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't give it any credibility at all. Yeah, but I don't think uh, Russia today would even know what an April Fool's Day joke is. (laughs) All right. But it came out today on April 1st. I know, but maybe they didn't realize it. All right, so let's roll and see what the majority of the chat room says. You ready? All right, Should we do it? it? All right. All right. All right, count it up, chat. What do you say, Chase? What do you say? What does the majority of the chat room say? Is it fact or crap? Uh, I would say it's a slight majority to true. A really? Slight, just a maybe by, by a vote or two. Well, let's see if this increases your confidence. Uh, as far as I can tell, th- by the way, this came out several days ago, it came, and it aired on several networks. If you're a, a unfiltered supporter, in the pre-show, we played a, we played a version of the same exact report from CNN, and now we're going to play it from Fox News. Uh, according to this report, UFO files have been unclassified, and there's been uh, alien bodies discovered. I'm just 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 in just the report. Play it. <laughs> this music you didn't add this right? no they did this oh, God. the fbi coming clean on an infamous top secret ufo file Are you getting clean Megan? releasing a 60 year old report that details the capture of three flying saucers and their alien passengers in roswell new mexico oh really trace gallagher is that a fact <laughs> 
People love this kind of stuff, Meg. I mean, this UFO document is more popular than the FBI investigations into celebrities, into civil rights leaders. I mean, since the FBI released this, a million and a half people have taken a look at it. Now, the document was actually written back in 1950 by Guy Hoddle. It's this guy. He was the head of the D.C. office of the FBI at the time. Now, the memo was relaying a story about flying saucers and spacemen that was witnessed in New Mexico by people, including a police officer, a highway patrolman, and an army guard. The memo was sent to then FBI chief J. Edgar Hoover, and it was kind of detailing what they saw. It reads in quote here, they were described as being circular in shape with raised centers, approximately 50 feet in diameter. Each <laughs> one was occupied by three bodies of human shape, in... but only three feet tall. Wow. Dressed These are in the memos. In metallic cloth of a very fine texture. The witnesses claimed that the saucers exploded in a rash of fire. And because the FBI doesn't follow UFOs, the FBI never followed up on the claims. Now, when a memo <laughs> went online, this one back in 2011 because of Freedom of Information Act, and they dumped all these things, the FBI says that some of the tabloids actually connected this to the 1947 Roswell incident. Remember that? With all the aliens and so forth? Yeah. But this document, they say, was actually written in 1950, three years later, and they weren't trying to hide it. They say they actually publicly released this back in the 1970s as part of Freedom of Information. And it was public for people to look at, but the FBI does acknowledge that they didn't look into it, so the mystery remains unsolved. They ended their memo by saying, quoting here, sorry, no smoking gun, the mystery <laughs> remains. The Roswell incident, by the way, is still heavily debated to this day about what the government's involvement in that was back in 1947. I, I can hear my Twitter feed lighting up right now. I can oh, you can right. hear your Twitter? <laughs> I want to try an experiment because I don't buy any of this, but you know what? Okay. Let's ask the audience to start with... We want to hear your feedback. Of course, you can call us 1-425-312-1756. Leave us your thoughts, comments, maybe something we got wrong or an idea for a future show. We want all of it, everything you can think of, or you can Skype us. Unfilter show, all one word. But again, the phone works the best. One four two five three one two seventeen fifty six. Talk to you soon. All right. If you have a UFO encounter, oh god, you're opening up. I want to hear it. Email the show. Unfilter is, at jupiterbroadcasting.com. Is, is this turning into Art Bell Coast to Coast AM? With no, but Art be, Bell. But I just because we're gonna have a two parter arc since we're doing another show okay. on Wednesday. All right. It, people, you guys gotta you guys gotta get on your butt. First of all, if you're gonna support the show, you gotta do it soon if you want to make it in the next show. And second of all, if you want to get your email in, you gotta do it right now if you want to make or it on Wednesday. Or because voicemail. I do these midday Wednesday, so. I'm not playing around here. You got to get on it. So get the voicemail or get the email in right away. But Chase, God. speaking of emails, yes. what do we got? Uh, hey, Chris and Chase, I was listening to number 42. Hey, Bill. And uh, if we do come to a cashless society and Bitcoin is or becomes the new form of currency, how do you feel and Chase think the government is going to tax it just for uh, some food for thought? <laughs> that, that was from Levi. So, uh, basically, Levi, I don't... Chase, do you ever think virtual currencies will get to the point where they take over? No. No. No, it, it won't happen. It, it's just another It's another form of currency. Uh, right. That's all it is. Yeah. You can't... You're not going to... 
it's just not going to happen. It, there's going to be there's there's millions and millions and millions of uses for Bitcoin, but I don't know if replacing the cash of a society is one of them. Now it's it's interesting because as we record this, uh, Bitcoin is currently clocking in around one hundred and five, one hundred and four dollars a coin. Sickness. That is correct. Z. And if you're a Bitcoin follower, stay tuned not only to the Jupiter Broadcasting Network for future developments, yes. but also we have a link in the show notes. Uh, the Verge, which has been following Bitcoin a lot lately, yeah. <clears throat> just did an interview with the folks who run Mt. Gox. Are you familiar with Mt. Gox? Does that ring a bell at all? A little bit. So Mt. Gox, they, they are responsible for about nearly percent of all the Bitcoin trading that happens. Oh, okay. So they're like in the exchange. They're like They're like the Wall Street of Bitcoin. Wow. In a way. And so The Verge got an interview with them. Very fascinating. They're major players in the Bitcoin economy. And uh, it's interesting to kind of hear a little bit about their story. Yeah, There absolutely. you have it. So check it out. Bitcoin, you know what? Uh, stay tuned, I would say. Right now, it's at $100. But uh, who knows where the future will take it, right, Chase? Absolutely. All right, Mr. Chase. Well, before we get out of here, yes. why don't we tell people about the subreddit? The subreddit is an awesome place. If you can't jump on board the uh, Unfilter Club of 13. I'm going to be frank. Yeah. I went there today to, to kind of get together a show at the last minute. I was a little disappointed. Oh, really? I would, I would like to see more stories submitted, more more questions, more discussion threads. Please, you guys. Yes. If you can't afford the $13.33 a month, well, first of all, well, I'm not going to go down that route, but we need to talk later on. Second of all, Help us out in the subreddit. Yeah. Really. This is an easy way for you to do that. You can upvote, downvote stories, submit stories, and get involved in the conversation. I could have used a, a little a little more help yeah. on this Monday, and that Jump. subreddit would have been a great resource, unfilter.reddit.com. And thank you, everybody, who yes. does participate there now. I really do appreciate yes. you. We yes. just need more like you. We got 347 readers. I'd like to see that over 350 by Wednesday. I think we can get over 350 that's, by Wednesday. Boy, that's short. It's only three three readers. You got a busy couple of weeks coming oh up. Where can people find what gosh. you're up to? Gosh, yeah, I got so much stuff. So you can follow me on the Twitters. I did a little refresh today at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. Today is opening day for baseball, so I, I gave a little uh, baseball theme on my, on my Twitters. Look at you getting all in the spirit. I love baseball, man. That's nice. my sport. And also, uh, Chris, where can people find you on Dude, the Twitters? Twitter.com slash Chris L-A-S. Chris Linux Action Show. Chris L-A-S. The big Chris, show. Chris, Chris L-A-S. But I, you know, maybe, I'll, maybe one of these days. You never know. You never maybe, know. Maybe. maybe. I'm also got, I got links to both our G Plus profiles in the show notes. Of course, you can also find some of your shows. That's right. Uh, at GeekGamer.tv. We just posted a great show, uh, just scratching the surface. Oh. We had Mr. Alex Gumpel from Twit on, which oh, yeah. was a great show. The Flowmaster. The Flowmaster. Actually, yeah. he's the executive producer I know, I know, of I know. Twit Edits Facility yeah, right, Update. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Or you can just go back and look at uh, this nice picture. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Find out what that nice picture is at geekgamer.tv. That's right. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in this week's episode of Unfiltered. See you right back here on Wednesday. Wednesday! Wednesday!